0: <laughs> thank you very much um, this morning we're opening to the divine you've seen that commercial open businesses open playgrounds today is open to the divine and what is the divine I have uh, Michelle We find it in an earlier message this month well. see I listened to the previous messages <laughs> So that I make sure that I don't repeat anything. But right? so she talked about what does it need Put the divine in it. It Godlike. It means Godly. So we're going to open to the divine. Our power today that we celebrate is the power of will. because you know, I always start out with one of the 12 powers. And the one for this month is will. It's located in the front brain next to understanding. So they are. Similar and they do couple sometimes, but we all know that we use all twelve powers all the time, but we just designate one each month. So the will is our power to choose, decide, direct, dictate, and determine. Sounds like a CEO to me. I want your message on that. Your divine will, your divine CEO, your chief executive officer, because the will points us in the direction that needs to go. So today we're going to talk about the will as it applies to um, opening and the divine. So that's where we want to direct our will. And under the direction of the Christ present, that's where we're going to open our will. I will move the action to action all other faculties of the mind. And we can't be overbearing with our will. And we don't decide, not thy will, but mine be done. That's kind of silly, isn't it? My will be done. No, God's will be done. And we know that God's will for us is always good. God's will for us is always good, even if it doesn't look like it's good. But it is. And we give thanks for that. Today, we make wise choices that are in alignment with values and beliefs. We use will to the highest, most elevated level to direct our lives. And your time is limited. This is from Steve Jobs. He says, don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others opinions drown your own inner voice. Have the courage to follow your heart and intuition but somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. So the perfect person is produced by rounding out the will and joining it to the understanding. The idea of giving up the will to God's will should not include the thought of weakening it. At all, or causing it to become any way less. It properly means that the will is being instructed how to act for the best. Do not act until you know how to act. Look before you move. This does not imply that one should be inactive or indefinite, waiting for understanding as do other persons who are afraid to act because they may possibly do the wrong thing. It means that understanding will be quickened and the will strengthened by the confidence that comes as a result of knowledge. The will is represented by the disciple Matthew. And boy, do I have a story about him, but we don't have to wait. But, you know, Matthew was a tax collector, one of the most hated professors in the ancient world. So it's kind of an interesting story. And he had um, he had a franchise, you know, sort of like what we call franchise today. So when Jesus decided he wanted him and called him over, he got up and went, and he never went back. So that means that he lost his business, but he decided that he was going to follow Jesus. So enough about Matthew. We'll talk to him, talk about him another day. All right. So um, the will. Is the faculty of the disciples Matthew, and the physical center is near to understanding in the front of the head, the forebrain. Through the omnipresent Christ of God in me, I call forth the disciple Matthew to cleanse and quicken my faculty of divine will. Divine will is my ability to be willing toward God. Divine will allows me to choose willingness over willfulness. I'll do what I want. I don't care what you say. It has always been the good for all. Your directive power of will determines character formation and it's the excellent permission giver of your consciousness. So to deny I will all will, always, always I'm sorry. Thank you, for New Awareness. I am open, receptive, and willing to accept God's will. Okay, I'm a little hoarse this morning. I had some challenges with um uh, laryngitis early in the week. And as a matter of fact, I had to go to the doctor <laughs> and, uh, and get some help with it. But that's why my voice is kind of crackling, it's want I like to call it. Okay, so the gateway to the divine is the secret place. And we can read about the secret place in Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth, chapter eight. And we know Lessons in Truth is a foundational unity teaching because the Fillmores collaborated with Emily Kay on this lesson, and it's the first one usually people take when they go to start studying destination. So we all have a place to retreat to when the going gets tough. We can rest, find peace, and restore equilibrium. This place is not high up on a mountain nor is it in the oceans of death. It can't be purchased for large sums, nor taken away once found. You do not have to dig, borrow, or steal to get there. It's a place of safety, peace, and serenity, and we all have the power to access it. Suppose we seek to look inside of ourselves rather than outside. Would you ever ask anybody for advice? Would you need to? If we looked inside, because our advice giver is inside the true place in which we know what to do. And the idea of the secret place comes from the Old Testament, or they say now across the Hebrew Bible. It is Psalm 91, but it's also referenced in the New Testament when Satan tempts Jesus in the desert. So he tells Jesus, Oh, you're so tough, you're so hot. You always protect it. Jump off the cliff. And Jesus was like, Get you behind me, Satan. Get thee behind me, Satan. I'm not going to play around with God and challenge God in that way. So it's you who live in the shelter of the Most High who abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And as my favorite translation, King James, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Shall buy under the shadow of the Almighty, and there is a booklet called "The Protecting Presence," and I'm not sure if it's not in this box. I meant to bring it with me, but I, did, I forgot. It's either in this box or Ernest Wilson. I think it's in Fox box. So, so who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, and He goes through and it gives you all the things that you can expect, all the promises of the ninety-first. So, according to an ancient Hebrew legend, and you've probably heard this before, the gods wanted to hide humankind's divinity. So, the gods held a conference regarding who to hide this priceless price, jewel, your divinity. One god suggested the highest chief, but it was decided that this was not good because someone could find it. Another God suggested the depth of the sea, but it would eventually be discovered, you know, because people explore and they go to these places and they discover things. Which what happened been the case of the Titanic. They discovered the wreckage of the Titanic. You know, everyone thought that that would be hidden forever. Finally, the God decided that our divinity would be placed in one area that none of us would think to look. And that is where? Within. Oh, wow. Within. So Charles Fillmore referred to it as the entertainer, the secret place of the most high. And he goes on to say that, it is not for sale for money consideration. It can be had only for love and obedience. He who would have fruit from the tree of life must reach up and get it. He must aspire to it first, and then in prayer and true words, act as if he had already received it. The 91st Psalm is a series of promises made to those who seek to dwell in close relationship with the One, the I Am. You remember that? What we praise the I Am is what we're declaring ourselves to be. So we have to be very careful with those two words. It promises shelter, rest, and protection in dealing with all types of oppression and calamity. Trap, plague, darkness, dangers of the day, and pestilence, and destruction by night. And then it promises a thousand shall fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand. But he shall not come thy day, Psalm 91 7. So there are seven promises in regards to these perils that are found in Psalm 91, 11-16. And these are, I will deliver you. I will protect you. I will answer you. I will be with you in times of trouble. I will honor you. I will satisfy you. I will give you my salvation, which I found about that word salvation. A lot of people uh, don't like that word, but salvation means change of mind. That's what I was taught. It means change of mind. So how do we find this wonderful secret place? Emily Cady states that the secret place is secret because it is the meaning of the Christ of our being and our consciousness. It is secret because it is the meeting of the Christ of our being and our consciousness. It cannot be accessed by anyone from the outside. If you look in and try to go in there, you can't do it. Nor can anyone introduce another person to it. It is hidden within us, and this is what makes it secret. Our, jo- our journey to the secret place began when we first embarked upon the past and begin to desire the presence. That is God seeking us and our desire to find God results from His drawing close to us. No one can come to me the Christ unless drawn by the Father who sent me. John six forty four. As we change our thinking and our attitudes, things change thought by thought word by word and act by act, and we grow toward and become open to the divine. Affirmative prayer and meditation leads to the inner chamber and the silence. In the silence, we feel the activity of individual thought to hear, the still, small voice. Charles Fillmore said that man instinctively feels and knows this is where to find help. Even though you may still seek to go outside, but you know what's in here? Where answers that? Michael Beckwith calls it help. And what does help mean? Help means hello, eternal, loving presence. So look it down. and you just go into the secret place, hello, eternal, loving presence presence prayer is creative thinking that heightens the connection with god mind and brings forth wisdom healing prosperity and everything that good that is good because remember god's will for us is always good even though it may not look like it his will for us is good it's vital to have a time when we withdraw and shut the door to the world's distraction. Regular time in the silence, and that's what it was called, before it was called meditation, helps us to still the monkey mind. You ever heard of the monkey mind? Okay, what is a monkey mind? A monkey jumps around and chatters, and this is what happens sometimes when you sit down and meditate. You ever had that happen? You know, and you have to come out And you have to calm yourself down and then try again. So, we have to still the monkey mind, the chatter. And this reduces stress and more extraordinary powers of concentration and focus. So, our five steps to prayer are relaxation. So, if you're having monkey mind issues, (laughs) you relax, concentration, meditation. This is for listening. Realization, and then giving thanks, expressing gratitude for the good that will come, and the good will come. Will it come right away, not necessarily. Sometimes it does, but we have to be patient. Jesus taught and practiced persistence in prayer. It is how we say, "Pray up," and. The Older people in my background used to say that all the time, you know, something when something happens and you escaped an accident or some kind of calamity, they'll say to you, you must be all prayed up. So let's stay all prayed up. You know, that's what we have to do. Everyone can experience this secret place. I have experienced it as many others have because when you fool around with this stuff a lot things happen and sometimes things. <laughs> My most memorable experience, and I have had a few, but the most memorable one took place in 2006 when I completed the C track of S.E.E. Spiritual Education and Enrichment. They called it then. They call it something else now. <laughs> I had gone to the silent unity prayer room every day that week because you see when you want to be a licensed teacher, you have weeks A and week B and then you complete those. C can only be completed at the village. So I decided and I got permission to go up to the prayer room and I went every day to get up real early in the morning before they started the classes and I apologized to my teachers because sometimes I would barely keep my eyes open. But I go up to that Silent Unity Prayer Room. You know, you see that picture and has a cupola on the top there? That's where Sodom Unity Prayer Room is. And I think that everyone should have the opportunity and I pray that everyone has the opportunity to go there. Because it is quite an experience. So I would go up there every morning to pray. And I call it ground zero for peace. Cause you know, you're not talking about ground zero as far as the 9-11 concerned and all that. This is ground zero for peace, for prayer. So on the Thursday morning, before they had the program at night, cause they gave us a little program because we had completed and um, one of my, Friend who resides in Lee's Summit now, she came and she was allowed to present me with my certificate. That's neither here up there, but I just wanted to mention that. So I went up um, that morning and I had the most profound knowledge I'd ever experienced at that point in my journey. And it's hard to describe, but I say I became one with the one and I felt transported into space and everything else just kind of fell away. So on that night they give us an opportunity to say something before we get our certificate and I opened up my big mouth, which I don't normally do, and I told them about my experience in the prayer room because it was just that awesome and I described it and what it happened and. Two of my classmates became inspired by my story and they decided they'd join me on Friday morning. Well, the thing you have to know about the village, the village is closed on Friday. It's closed on Friday. People are still in the fair room praying, but the village itself is closed. There's no clerical, there's no activity, there's no classes, nothing going on on that day. So I had forgotten, and I and I had not told them, I had not warned them, because I didn't know they were going. That's what they get to okay? I had forgotten that everything that goes is closed on Friday, except, of course, the silent meeting prayer room. But they came with me, and we managed to find our way into the building. First of all, that was the first time find your way into the building and then the second challenge was how to get up to the prayer room because that's on the third level so I remember that there is an elevator in the basement (laughs) and we went up in the elevator and we were able to have our prayer time up there but uh, it was it was quite nice it wasn't as peaceful as before because I had been there before and I hadn't told anyone that I was going but, <laughs> you know, that's what you get for opening up your big mouth. But it's crucial to seek this experience so that we indeed come to know that there is no separation. It goes beyond intellectual understanding to the place in our heart where we honestly know that we know. Have you ever been in a point where you just know that you know this is what I'm to do and it doesn't look like it makes sense? It doesn't look like it's practical, but you just know what to do. You know that you know. I pray that we all can find this peaceful place within ourselves, and it is within ourselves to experience the one power and the one presence, presence. Full peace begins with the inner peace found in this peaceful place, and I pray that you find it as all of us can find it. So I'm gonna suggest I understand that um they didn't get the the secret, <laughs> the um practice that I sent. And I'm sure I sent it in. It's been quite a week, but it wasn't that hard because I didn't send it in. But anyway, I'm going to suggest that you find that secret place, going to that secret place. It's easy. All you have to do is become still. And as the old people used to say, go into the silence, go into the silence, find the secret place. And then for maybe just one or two of those days, take note of what happens when you go into that secret place. What kind of experience do you have there? Are you able to release any badges? Are you able to let the background disappear? Anyway, let's work on that quickly. Let's work on going into that secret place. Because there is a place in all of us where no storm can shake our inmost calm. Used to the count. Bless you.